As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Hey everyone, and welcome into another Sleeping with the Numbers podcast. We're here for another fantasy episode. Only me this time. Patrick is out. He bought a new home, so congrats to him. Uh, currently getting that set up, but I will be recording here for this fantasy episode. So let's get right into it. Fantasy playoffs are you know a few weeks away, but it's never too early to start preparing. And kind of what I want to do here for this question of the day is, wh- what players have the best playoff schedule that you can kind of target and may- maybe acquire cheap in a trade? So I'm going to go through each uh, position here, kind of give some thoughts on, on what I think on, on these players for their playoff schedule. So I'm going to be using Fantasy Pros. They have a strength of schedule for the playoffs, uh, a decent indicator, I guess, but uh, we're going to use that kind of as our um, our uh, benchmark. At the quarterback position here, the players with the best strength of schedule in playoffs is Aaron Rodgers and Derek Carr. So... <laughs> I don't know how many people are going to really be trading Aaron Rodgers. Uh, it's possible that you can acquire him, but Derek Carr may be on your waivers at the moment. So let, let's take a look at how he's performed in his past few games. I'm not a Derek Carr fan at all. Um, so last week he got 19.2, which is serviceable. Uh, 12.3 the week before that, and then 20, 21. So he's, he's doing okay. Uh, obviously his upside seems to be very limited. Um, the Raiders as a whole just haven't, I guess, falling apart, it it feels like, in terms of fantasy. Waller has not been performing up to par, um, and obviously other things off the field that, that caused issues with this team. But in terms of playoffs, Derek Carr has a decent schedule. So to kind of look at who I would actually consider starting him over, uh, Obviously, these top guys, Lamar, Allen, Mahomes, you're, you're never going to start him over them, uh, even with a better matchup. Dak, I would probably never do. Brady, no. Matthew Stafford is, a, I think, where this line starts to get interesting. Uh, Stafford has the worst playoff schedule coming up. Uh, you know, let's look at who he has in the playoff week. So let's say playoff weeks, I don't know, fit. 15, 16, 17, I guess now. Uh, he goes against Seattle, Minnesota, and Baltimore. Um, I actually like the Minnesota matchup. I think that's a good one. The quarterbacks have been able to kind of put up a decent amount of points against them. Baltimore is a little tougher. And Seattle has been a, a bit tougher, but I really am not as worried about them. So um, starting Carr over Stafford is... A possibility here. The Rams, maybe they get things together off of this bye week, but his past three games, Stafford has gone 11.8, 15.1, and 24.2. Just not really what you're looking for here. Uh, I don't know what happened to them, but they they, they signed Von Miller. That's a problem. Um, but they have really fell off, and it, it's a little, a little worrying. So that's one where maybe you're like, okay, in the right matchup, I'll, I'll gladly play uh, Derek Carr um, over Stafford in some of these matchups. Now, again, other guys, Hertz, Rogers, Herbert, Burrow, Russ, I'm, I'm likely not going to be starting him over any of those quarterbacks. 
But, you know, there's there's leagues where some people just hoard quarterbacks and, you know, maybe you don't really have another option. You know, if, if you're starting Tannehill Cousins every week, if you're just streaming a quarterback for the playoffs, Carr is is not a terrible option. Uh, you know, who else we got here? Matt Ryan. I know that is a little scary to say, but Matt Ryan, let's see who we got during the playoff week. San Francisco, Detroit, Buffalo. So that Buffalo matchup obviously is is a rough one. Um Matt Ryan has also been pretty hit and miss. So again, I don't know. It's a, a big question of rather of of if uh, strength of schedule actually matters. Um, you're never going to bench Lamar. You're never going to bench Allen. So these top tier guys, I don't care who who they're playing. They're fantastic. Um, but you know, once we get to some other guys, like I said, Stafford, that's where maybe you're like, oh, I, I'm not, I'm not too sure about him. So if you want to. Stash car on your bench. See what happens. Uh, you don't have to play him every week of the playoffs, but um, he does have some good matchups there. Going to the running back position, I, I obviously don't want to talk about the top guys. It doesn't make sense to do so. Um, but some guys that are on the lower end, the, the Denver running backs, they have a fantastic playoff schedule. And if we look at who they're playing, uh, Cincinnati, Vegas, Chargers, um, and then if your playoffs are in Week 14, uh, they also have Detroit. So that that's pretty good. The issue with them is how much they split work. So Javante and Melvin Gordon, who's the one, who's the two? You really don't know. Uh, so either one of them could have a, a, a great week, but as a as a flex play, as a running back two, there you could do worse. And with that playoff schedule. Uh, you can probably get these guys, I guess, decently cheap. Uh, Javante more so, I think. Um, some other guys we got in here uh, for the running back position. Oh, God, that's so gross. <laughs> Devonta Freeman. I completely get it. But it seems like Freeman has kind of... They rotate so much, but they've kind of become... Or they, they've kind of leaned on Freeman... Uh, the past few weeks, maybe Latavius Murphy, Murray is coming back off of injury. So the Baltimore running backs might be another target you can you can go for um, just to kind of see what happens. And if you need them again, uh, they they have a good strength of schedule in the playoffs. Um, that one's just <laughs> really gross to say. Um, of course, you know, Cleveland also has a fantastic schedule ahead of them, but you're likely not going to be able to get Nick Chubb. Um, maybe they have some COVID worries, some injury worries, but Nick Chubb's probably going to be a tough one to acquire here. And man, I, I know we talk a lot about Barkley and being injury prone and everything like that, but when he is on the field, he does get a lot of work and the Giants do need him. Hopefully he is back this week, but if you are in the mindset that Barkley is a stud, which he is. Go trade for him right now before he plays this weekend. Um, of course, there's always a chance that he gets re-injured. There's something always happening to him, but the upside is maybe greater than most of these running backs, even you know the top few guys. So you, this is probably the cheapest you can get him at the moment. He has not played in a long time. He just had a bye week. Hopefully that bye allowed him to fully heal. So trade for Barkley uh, is is my recommendation here. 
even if you have to, you know, sit him for a little bit if he's still injured. Um, if you're primed to make playoffs, if you're already in, he is a good guy to have on your bench there. And for the wide receivers, uh, Miami is looking like the best playoff schedule here. So Jalen Waddle is a target that he's already you know doing doing pretty decent. If we're looking in half point PPR, eight point one points, twelve point three, and then you know four point nine against Buffalo. That that one's a little rough, but um, he he's getting the targets. Eleven, ten, six targets in his past three games. Two goes for him. Looks like two is going to be starting again here, and. Um, you know, for a rookie, he, he's gotten his playtime in. He he should be pretty good going forward. I'm absolutely fine uh, taking my chance on Waddle. Uh, people probably aren't super high on him, uh, given that he is with the Dolphins, uh, who's a team who has not looked great. But uh, I, playoff schedule is looking good for Miami. Uh, Miami wide receivers, that is. Where What else can we say to get kind of gross here? <laughs> the Jets have a pretty good playoff schedule. Uh, so who that means uh, is up for debate. Is it going to be Corey Davis? Is it Elijah Moore? I, I don't know who's the quarterback. Flacco is going to start this week. So it's very uh, interesting on, on what you can do here. Uh, I think my, man, safe money is probably on the short range guy like the Crowders and the Crowder Corey Davis but if you're looking for a long bomb Elijah Moore is not a terrible pickup either tight ends you know no one past the top four or five really matter Kelsey Waller I guess Kittle Andrews Pitts put Pat Frymuth in that <laughs> he he deserves to be up there but Hunter Henry I re- I don't know how you'll be able to acquire him cheap. He is currently a the tight end two. He he just gets touchdowns. You know he'll get two catches and they'll both be for a touchdown. But again, uh, Mac Jones seems to be going to him. He has a good playoff schedule. Easy enough on on, on that side of things. Uh, Cleveland also has a fantastic playoff schedule. So maybe you want to go for David Njoku. You could probably he might even just be on on waivers here. You know if we're looking. You know, David Njoku is not really as effective, but they're getting beat up there in Cleveland. And if you got to take a shot on a tight end, why not take a shot on one with a good schedule? And then defenses. So this this is one that I like uh, a strategy I like to do for playoffs. I like to st- uh, stash quite a few defenses for their playoff schedules because this is really where strength of the schedule does matter is is for these defensive um, teams. So obviously you're probably not going to be able to get a Buffalo. Colts, feel around if they're out there. I, I've seen some teams drop them, uh, but they, they've, they've been solid. They've been a good defensive team. Um, maybe you could trade a Steelers or, or something for them, you know, Play the name game. Steelers obviously are usually associated with a good defense. But TJ Watts hurt. I believe Hayden's also hurt. So problems there. Problems in Paradise and Pittsburgh. So see if you can get rid of them and maybe pick up a Indianapolis Colts. Cleveland Browns. Again, we've been talking about it for a bit, but the Packers have been silently good. And, and they have a decent playoff schedule here. So if we look at them, at their schedule, they play... 
Chicago, that's pretty good. Green Bay, that's probably not, or I'm sorry. They play Chicago. That's a good one. Uh, Baltimore is a little tougher. Cleveland, I mean, it, it sounds scary, but they've been giving up a lot of points to the defensive position. And then for the championship week, Minnesota Vikings. Again, they've been, I guess, competitive, but uh, giving up a decent amount of points to defenses. So that that's a decent one to uh, try to trade for. You might even, again, might be able to pick them up off of waivers. And then I'm, I'm not going to go into kickers. They can all kick field goals usually. <laughs> so, But those are some guys and teams that I, I think I'm going to be targeting for my playoff run. Um, it's they're cheap to acquire. It seems like at the moment, if you got to trade for them or some of these guys are, are maybe even on waivers, uh, if you're lucky, let's jump in to some of these start sit questions. We'll just go through them, uh, starting at the quarterback position. Uh, who we got here, Tua against the New York jets or Cam Newton versus Washington. So this is a fun one. We've been seeing a lot of, uh, Cam Newton questions coming about, of course, his first touch, Back as a Panther was a touchdown. Does he always do that? Probably not. I would be more confident playing Tua against a great matchup against the Jets. Cam also has a good matchup against Washington. I don't know. It seems like a lot of uh, blow and smoke uh, for Cam Newton here. I, I just do not trust him to really get it done. It's either he runs in a touchdown or he's worthless. Uh, so I I personally would stream Tua against the Jets. I think he's going to have a lot more work. Um, whereas Cam is, Cam just seems so boomer bust. So I guess it depends on what you need. But I, I'm personally going Tua over Cam. Next one. Oh, boy. Cam Newton, again, here. Russell Wilson. Uh, and then Joe Burrow. These are... Pretty close. Again, I think I'm putting Cam last here. I just, my confidence in Cam just doesn't exist. Uh, so looking at Russ, Russ looked bad as well. Um, he has Arizona, and Arizona has been beaten up on Seattle f- for a while now. So Cincinnati has the Raiders. They just let Mahomes work them pretty good. Yeah. That's easy enough for me. I think Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase get it done in Vegas. So, yeah, I I think for that one, I'm going Joe Burrow. Russ against Arizona, Carr against Cincy. Gross. Yeah. I don't like starting Derek Carr. Russ hasn't looked good. It felt like his injury wasn't completely healed. Ah, yikes. I think the Arizona defense is just really, really good. Divisional matchup, it could be a little lower scoring. Oh, no, what am I doing? I'm going to start Derek Carr over Russell Wilson. Oh, I hate it, but yeah, I I just do not have any faith. Um, I, I don't think Russ is fully healed. Justin Herbert or Mac Jones? That Justin Herbert. Pittsburgh's defense is beat the hell up. You're gonna. It's Justin Herbert. That yeah. It is not that difficult of a matchup, especially without T.J. Watt and if Hayden's out as well, even worse. 
Car Cam or Mac Jones? Blah. I, I don't trust Cam. Mac Jones, who does he even play? Atlanta. That's a fantastic matchup for him. What has he done recently? Take a gander. 19.97, 11.7. Shit, I'm going to go car again. Yep, fun. This is great. Kyler against Seattle or Ryan Tannehill against Houston? I don't know if Kyler plays. Um, keep an eye on that injury report if he plays or not. If he plays, you have to play him. Otherwise, Tannehill's not a bad backup against Houston. Same thing here. Kyler coming off the injury or Justin Herbert. I think Justin Herbert is the safest, safer play. Um, again, keep an eye on if Kyler plays or not, but I think I'm going Justin Herbert in this situation. Um, I'm not taking the risk of playing Kyler the first first week back off of injury. So, you know, I'm, I'm fine with Justin Herbert. Those are also two great quarterbacks. You should trade one away. Moving to the running back position. Uh, what we got here? Half point PPR, Jeff Wilson at Jacksonville or Alex Collins at Arizona? Is Jeff Wilson going to be the starter? I guess that's really the question here. Is everyone else injured? Elijah Mitchell. What's the deal with him? Finger isn't practicing on Wednesday. Yeah, he, he fractured his finger. They had to put a pin in it. I don't know how he plays. So the backup... I guess would be Jeff Wilson. He hasn't been getting a ton of work. Let's see here. Um, I know he, he came back off of IR. He only... Oh, he actually had 10 attempts against the Rams for 2.8 points. Did he get any catches? No, wasn't even targeted. Mm -mm -mm. 10 attempts, that's pretty good. Um, or Alex Collins against Arizona. Arizona, I believe, is a tougher matchup. Uh, boy, so... What's his name? Alex Collins. Tougher matchup. Only got... 5.4 points. It, Seattle just looked bad against Green Bay. I'm not sure exactly what the issue was uh boy i i think i'm going i think i'm going jeff wilson especially if, if he's a starter definitely because you know whoever's starting for san francisco usually usually does well jacksonville is an easy easier matchup alex collins I don't think the game script is going to be great for Seattle. They might have to toss the ball quite a bit to DK and lock it. And also their their defense is just solid. So I think I lean Jeff Wilson here. Assuming Patterson plays today, this is Thursday, should I start him over Fournette? No. You play Fournette. Full point PPR pick two, Clyde, Eli Mitchell, Ramondre Stevenson, Patterson. This is tough. This is very tough. Doesn't look like Cordero is going to play. So roll him out. Ramondre. Damien is going to be coming back. Hmm. 
doesn't seem like Eli played. I don't know how you do. He just had surgery. He says Jeff Wilson's still available. I'd probably pick him up. If Clyde's in, I think you have to play him. Should be a very high-scoring game against Dallas. Uh, boy, oh boy, oh boy. I don't think you can ignore how well Ramondre did, and I don't expect Belichick to do that. So even with Damian in there, I think I'm comfortable starting Ramondre. And then I think I'd go Clyde. If they're starting Clyde, they're uh, confident enough that he's healthy to, to play. Um, um, full point PPR, they need to get back in it. So th- they're going to go full full force. So Clyde and Ramondre would be my pick here. And th- this is a quick episode because it is just me. <laughs> but let's get into the wide receivers here. 12-man full point PPR, <laughs> Coke Beasley. <laughs> I'm thinking that's a typo, but <laughs> Cole Beasley against the Colts or Kadarius Toney against Tampa Bay. That's a fun one. So for full point PPR, Cole Beasley is always worth a dart throw. Um, Kadarius, Tony, uh, I don't know who's healthy there for the Giants. It sounds like that that's a good question here. So Kadarius, Galladay should be back as well, but he usually comes off the field within the first quarter. Full point PPR. I He just gets a ton of targets. So if we're looking at Cole Beasley... Well, of course I say that in his past game he had two targets, but they beat the hell out of the Jets, so they really didn't need him. 11 targets the week before, 13 the week before that. So he's also injured. Yeah, rib injury. Um, So if he is still banged up, maybe that's kind of the deciding factor here. But I do like Cole Beasley for full point PPR. Kadarius Toney is just fun to have on your team. Uh, How well he does is going to be a different question here. Um, So coming off the bye, last time he played against the Raiders, he had one reception for nine yards. The week before that, he had four for 26. So really since that blow-up game, he has not done much. So I I think you go Cole Beasley here, even though he has a, a decently difficult matchup, I think. Uh, Josh Allen gets it done, gets the ball to him. The only way I'd play Tony over Beasley is if uh, it seems like that rib injury is still going to be a problem. So, again, pay attention to the injury reports moving forward. And what's nice about that, uh, I believe Kadarius plays uh, Monday night. So if you don't find out till later that Cole Beasley isn't isn't full uh, fully ready to go, put him on the bench. And then just pop in Kadarius Tony. You don't have to make a, a quick decision there. Do I play Jacoby versus the Falcons tonight or Mike Williams versus Pittsburgh on Sunday? I'm going Mike Williams against Pittsburgh. Like I said, before Pittsburgh is banged up, Mike Williams should get back on track here. Um, I understand that Jacoby got his first touchdown of the season, and this is a great matchup for him, but the upside of Mike Williams is just far greater. And again, against a banged-up Steelers defense, he should have a good game. 10-team full-point PPR, Adam Thielen, DJ Moore, T. Higgins. I am not a huge fan of DJ Moore coming back here uh, with Cam. Cam likes to run the ball, and that really brings down his wide receiver's 
Um, the only one that really gains from it, it seems like, is Christian McCaffrey because Cam would always just chuck it down to him. Um, Adam Thielen, or T. Higgins, is kind of what it ends up as. Thielen has kind of been on the back burner these past few weeks, it felt like. Uh, let's see how he's done in full point PPR. 11.5, 8.6. That's not terrible. So I think the floor is pretty good with um, with Thielen here. But I, I like T. Higgins more. Uh, they go up against the Raiders. Of course, Jamar Chase is uh, the big boom guy there. But T. Higgins has been getting a decent amount of targets. 8, 6, and 15 in the past three um, you, both of their floors seem great. Um, I just think that Cincinnati seems to be the more passing team. So I, I think I go T Higgins here. He's, he's been good. Would you rather have Odell or Gallup rest of season? Gallup. <laughs> I don't want any part of Odell. Full point PPR, Bateman against Chicago, Ayuk against Jacksonville, Marvin Jones against San Francisco, Jamal Agnew against San Francisco. I like Bateman. Uh, he's been a, a productive rookie. You know, he started on the pup. And then uh, since he's since he came back, he, he's just been doing good work. Lamar seems to be throwing to him. Of course, Hollywood is the one. Andrew's probably the two. Richard Bateman, probably the three. But he's he's been doing pretty well in, in the past few games. So I like Bateman here. I think you lock him in. I don't like Ayuk. I have him on one of my teams, and he is just aggravating. Just really, really annoying to play or not play, because when you don't play him, he does decent. When you play him, he puts up a goose, you know. So not really looking to play Ayuk in any situation. Marvin Jones and Agnew, they should need to pass a good bit against San Francisco. They're not a super difficult uh, matchup here. So, you know, if we compare the two of them, so if we compare uh, who we got, what the hell is his name? Uh, Ayuk, Agnew, and Marvin Jones. Marvin Jones might be the safest option, but, you know, let me just confirmed that. All right, so in the past few games, Marvin Jones, full point PPR, has gotten 5.5, 5.1, 8.5, 6 targets, 5 targets, 8 targets, nothing that incredible. If we look at Agnew, who's kind of the new the, the new hotness here, um, last week he got 13.9, week before that 6.8, week before that 15.8, 5 targets, 5 targets, 12 targets. Didn't catch us. What? Oh, that's super confusing. So he didn't catch a single target last week. All of his work came from the rushing work. So three attempts for 79 yards and in a, a touchdown. So that that's why he, he did so well there. Um, so again, depends. Oh. Yeah, so th- this is, it's just Bateman. Bateman. Bateman's the one you put here. I thought this was a pick too. Half-point PPR, Mike Williams against Pittsburgh, Hunter Renfro against Cincinnati. It depends what you need. If you need a floor, it's Renfro. If you need ceiling, it's Mike Williams. So that that's really the answer to this question. If it turns out, you, you know, you're expected to lose pretty badly, 
you need to pop in Mike Williams because he could put up 30 points. Um, Renfro, his floor is like 12, and his ceiling's maybe like 20-ish. So uh, that's really how I think that one goes. So uh, I I would play Mike Williams if you need a big performance, Renfro, if if you just want to coast. Well, that'll do it for this episode. I apologize. It's a little shorter one. I've been a little under the weather here. Uh, been chatting all day. <laughs> um, but we'll get back in full force next week. want to remind you that we are associated with Monkey Knife Fight. So if you want to play some prop bets, easy way to do so. Click our link in the description. Sign up. Your first deposit is matched instantly up to $100. We are also affiliated with BarkBox. We, we love our dogs, as you've probably noticed from our puppy picks. Um, BarkBox is a subscription box for your pups, and they usually have a really neat theme. So, of course, you know, you need a Thanksgiving theme. You need some turkey toys. Uh, that, that's what you get with Bark, BarkBox. You get toys, treats. Um, it, it's really just a, a fun experience for everyone involved, the owners, the dogs, the dogs love opening it. It's really funny to watch them pull out their brand new toys every month. They enjoy it and get a free month on us when you use our link to subscribe. Another thing I, I want to throw out there, um, we're, we're going to be doing a little uh, charity event here. Um, we're going we're gonna to bet for good. We're going to use our puppy picks. And uh, I'm going to be donating to the Austin Pets Alive here down in Austin, Texas, um, they're a no kill shelter that I really respect. I've gone there a few times to, uh, to look at the dogs. I almost, uh, rescued a few dogs there. My dad took a Husky from there, but, um, just, just a great no kill shelter that really takes care of their animals. I, I want to help them out any way I can. Um, so we are looking to do a charity event for them, uh, for the Thanksgiving season, and, uh, you know, hopefully moving forward, I, w- I would love that for this to continue. Uh, maybe that's something our puppy picks can do. Uh, we'll be taking the, the puppy picks. Each correct pick, we're going to donate some cash to the uh, Austin Pets Alive uh, shelter down here in Austin, Texas. So look forward to that. Uh, please donate if you can. Um, they, they, they accept, uh, monetary donations. You can also, if you're in the area, bring in some food, toys, uh, towels, uh, blankets. Uh, it's going to get chilly here. Um, yes, it does get chilly here in Texas. Um, we want these animals to be warm and safe before they find their forever home. So look forward to that, that I'm, I'm, I'm really excited for that. Uh, I, I really can't say that enough, uh, but we'll see you next time. Uh, thanks for taking a listen here.